Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello there, and welcome back to Daniel chapter 9. All right, I'm going to read the heading because that helps. Daniel fasts, confesses, and prays for all Israel. Gabriel reveals time of the coming of the Messiah who shall make reconciliation for iniquity. The Messiah shall be cut off. So that sounds like Jesus' first time, doesn't it? Because the Messiah is not going to be cut off again. So this had to do with his first coming. Verse 1, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Sidney Sperry gave the following insight to Daniel's prayer. It appears that sometime during the first year of Darius the Mede, Daniel was meditating over the scriptures, more particularly those writings of Jeremiah, having to do with the period of the Babylonian captivity. He was especially concerned with the time of completion of the 70 years of exile predicted by Jeremiah and the restoration of his people to their own land. A careful study of Second Chronicles 36 and Ezra, the passages in Jeremiah and Daniel 9, would seem to lead inevitably to the conclusion that Daniel felt that the 70 years of his people's captivity was over and that they should be restored. The prophet probably reasoned as follows, Babylon, the power that had brought about the captivity, is now fallen, and Persia is in the first year of its rule, which is 539 B.C. It is now 70 years, or nearly so, since I and my family, not to mention many other Jews, were taken into captivity, which was around 609 to 608 B.C. What did Jeremiah mean by 70 years of desolation and the punishment of the king of Babylon? In view of the fact that my people have not yet been restored, I shall inquire of the Lord and confess my people's sins. The prophet then earnestly besought the Lord by prayer and supplications, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. He confessed the sins of his people and the justice of God in punishing them, but called upon him to set his face toward Jerusalem and remember his people. As Daniel prayed, Gabriel appeared to him, talked with him, and gave him understanding of the Lord's designs concerning his people. Verse 4, And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession, and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him, and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned, and have committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, unrighteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, or shamefacedness, as at this day to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near, and that are afar off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. 
O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing that we might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured out upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, and against our judges that judged us, by bringing upon us a great evil or calamity, for under the whole heaven hath not been, hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. It is written, as it is written in the law of Moses, uh, all this evil is come upon us, Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil, and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth, for we, we obeyeth not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, that hast, hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renown, as, it, as, as, as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to, to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear, and hear, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations in the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake. For, O my God, for the city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yet while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophesy and to, amount, and to anoint the most holy. The Hebrew word that is commonly translated weeks would more properly be translated sevens. It means a period divided into sevens. The phrase 70 weeks thus refers to 70 periods of sevens. These periods of seven could be days, weeks, months, years, or even periods of unspecified duration. Because of this variation, it is difficult to tie Gabriel's explanation to specific historical time periods, but many attempts have been made to do that, resulting in several differing interpretations of the passage. Sidney Sperry called these verses one of the most difficult passages in all of the Old Testament. 
Though the time periods mentioned are difficult to identify, the context and several phrases in the passage indicate that the passage has to do with the period in which the salvation of Daniel's people is to be accomplished. Daniel 9.24 is undoubtedly a reference to the coming of Christ and his atonement by which forgiveness of sins and reconciliation to God through repentance would be made possible. By completing the mission his father sent him to accomplish, Christ fulfilled the law and the words of the prophets concerning his coming, and thus did he seal up or make sure the vision and the prophecy. Verse 25 refers to the time between the return of the Jews to rebuild Jerusalem and the coming of the Messiah. Verse 26 makes reference to the Messiah being cut off, but not for himself, which seems to be an allusion to his crucifixion. The rest of the chapter describes the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple and parallels very closely the message of Matthew 24 and Joseph Smith's inspired, uh, inspired revision of that verse, verse 15. The reference, which is in Matthew, which is Matthew, uh, Joseph Smith, Matthew, verse 12. The reference to confirming the covenant for one week however, has not been satisfactorily explained and may make problematic the explanation given above, and that's from the Institute Manual. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks, and threescore and two weeks, the street shall be, re shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks, or sixty-two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate." So that's the end of the chapter. There are lots of people that are trying to use some of these verses, um, like uh, the 70 weeks and the 62 and the 7 and the 1, uh, to say that, that that has reference to our time frame, um, that this is, this is a Latter-day prophecy. Uh, certainly that may be, but it looks like that what uh, Daniel's talking about here is things that are happening around his time and the coming of the Messiah uh, the first time. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.